you have to be raw, real, and relentless in order to achieve your dreams. If you're not, if you're not determined enough, if you don't have that fire burning up your ass to achieve it, then it's never going to happen. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Matt Rouse. And today my guest is Kay Suthar. And she is the business strategist and award-winning author, as well as the CEO and founder of the Uncensored Society. How are you? Oh my God, I am doing amazing, Matt. Thank you for having me on your show. No problem. We had a good chat before. It was fun. I like, I wish I kind of, sometimes I wish I recorded like the chat before the show. But then if you're recording it, you wouldn't get the good stuff. But anyways, we got more good stuff to bring you guys today. It's okay. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what the Uncensored Society is and how you started it? Okay, so really the Uncensored Society came about when I realized that there was a gap in the industry. And the gap in the industry that I saw was so many different coaches were out there, yeah, doing things very similar to what I'm doing. However, there is a lack of accountability, right? And accountability is big. You have to sometimes give people that kick up that backside or tell them to get their head out of their ass and get to work and do what they need to do to get the results that they want to see, Okay. I'm not going to be that coach that's going to give you a tap on the back, um, you know, a rub on the shoulders and tell you life is going to be okay. Because guess what? It really isn't. Okay. (laughs) That's so true, though. And so uh, this whole uncensored society is a very tight knit society. Okay. Everyone encourages everyone. Like I said, you're going to get the accountability, not just from me, but from the community as well. Because it is such a tight-knit community and, it, you know, people do find results, people do actually achieve what they set out to because of the way the coaching program is set out, it's on application-based only. I cannot have someone that's going to join the program, join the community, that's going to be full of excuses, if you're full of excuses and telling me why you can't do all these different things that need to be done to build and scale a business, then guess what? This isn't the place for you. I am not a coach for you. And if I do find out this is the type of person you are, once you have joined my program, because guess what? Some people, when they do go through the interview process, they tell you what you want to hear, right? So that all, it, you get found out. You get, it happens, right? As you go through the coaching program, you get to see who the people are and whether they are the real type of person that you want. And so I will tell you, sorry, this program isn't for you and you will get your refund, right? There's no one that's going to come and join the society, right? And play small. It's not going to happen. You're in it to win it and you're there to play big. And that's that's what Uncensored Society is about. But in order for that to happen, there are going to be certain tasks, things that you're going to have to do and kind of reach outside your comfort zone. Do the things that you don't like to do, don't want to do, because that's what's going to help you progress in your business and as a person. Absolutely. And I 100%, you know, agree with, you know, oh my God, excuses are like, I always say excuses are like assholes. Everybody's got one. 
right? And you just, oh my God, I've heard so many excuses from so many people in my life about so many things. There's this whole movement nowadays of this, you know, you know, you're enough and you're good enough and it's okay to, you know, not work hard for a little while because life is tough and this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it, it is fine if you want to do nothing and sit on the couch every day. But if you want to like get somewhere, that's not fine. Right. Right. And then, you know, you get people that want to blame the whole world is everyone but them. Right? or it's because you've got kids or you know you, you, you're a family person you're doing this you're doing that and you don't have time but guess what there's been so many people I've had that conversation with when I've actually sat down with them and gone through okay let's take a look at your daily weekly schedule where are you actually spending your time guess where most people are spending their time sitting there watching Netflix for six hours every week you know <laughs> or even more Six hours a week. <laughs> I think the average television time viewing in the United States is six hours a day. There you go. Right. That's a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours. And so when you kind of find out, you know, you're actually not using your time productively, you're actually wasting a lot of time and then telling me that you don't have the time to do all this. That's when people come to realization that holy crap, yeah, that when you put it on pen and paper, it actually looks really bad. Yeah, it's amazing how productive you can be uh, once you learn how to do it. Right. But I think, honestly, I just think most people don't know how to do it. They don't know how to be productive. What they know is like everybody's telling them that you need to work hard, but what are you supposed to work hard at? I think is where a lot of people get stuck. So how do you get over that that like first hurdle like oh, and and maybe to reword this question a little more easily if an entrepreneur comes to you and they're looking for a coach to help them get to the next level what is step 1 So first of all you need to find out what your long-term goal is right what is it that you're tr- trying to achieve And I like to work backwards it actually works a lot easier if you do work backwards so for example What do you want to achieve in the next 12 months? Where do you want to get to? Where do you want your business to get to? And then, all right, where do you see yourself in the next six months? And then as we work backwards, then, okay, what needs to be done in the next six months on a monthly basis? What little tasks, what steps, what movements you need to make in order to that to then happen? All right, now let's look at in the first four weeks. What should you need to get done in order to progress to the next stage, right, for the second month? And so when you break it down and actually look at it monthly, weekly, and daily, and just start making small small movements on a daily basis, that's when your long-term goals will start. You'll be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? It, you don't have to make drastic changes. When you make drastic changes, then guess what? It'll all come crashing down because all of a sudden you'll win so many different hats in your business. You're trying to be everybody and everyone in your business. You're going to burn yourself out. So it's about making small movements gradually in order to see big movements in the long term. Yeah. I think um, the the enemy of of productivity is not knowing what to do next right so let's break it down people can say okay you know what um, I want to build a business in the next 12 months where I'm making six figures all right great so let's have a look at what needs to be done 
right, to get that achieved in the next 12 months. Now, it might be starting off telling people, okay, let's get on social media and let's do live videos. Guess what? As soon as you say that, people are like, oh, my God, no, I can't get in front of a camera. People are going to see me. <laughs> right and they're like well i don't have i gotta get new clothes or i gotta get my makeup or my hair did and i gotta fix my background or oh the one that i heard very recently oh my god no i gotta leave i gotta lose like 50 pounds before i get on camera you know <laughs> and you're like no screw that right get in front of the camera now Tell people what your business is about, what you do, how it benefits people and how it's going to change their lives. The minute you start doing that, people see you on social media, they're going to want to know more. They're going to start asking questions. There's going to be comments. There's going to be likes. There's going to, you're going to start making these small movements, right? So getting as much valuable content out to your audience is it's the number one thing to do. If you want to hide away and not get in front of the camera, then your business isn't going to get very far because what you need to realize is that your audience needs to know, like, and trust you. And in order for them to do that is, sorry, but you've got to talk. You've got to get in front of the camera and show people who you are. And basically you need to turn yourself into a content factory. And the thing about a factory is a factory is not about spending night and day trying to come up with content to produce. A factory efficiently has a system that makes things consistently well on a consistent basis, right? You don't have a factory and have the factory owner go, well, what am I going to make today? Blah, 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 blah. No, they're like, we stick soda in cans. Bam, 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 bam. And it just keeps doing it. And yeah, in the beginning, that might be really hard to do because you might be like, okay, do I use Facebook? Do I use Instagram? Do I use TikTok? Do I use, right? There's so many different platforms out there. And so you've got to find out where your biggest audience are hanging out in, right? And then what you also got to realize that this entire process that you're building is just like dating, right? You can't go on front of a camera the first few times and start selling. I do this, it costs this much. I do this, it costs this much. I do this, it costs this much. When you look at it right from a different point of view, if you are dating and on your first date, you start telling the person, oh, yeah, um, I want to have a family. I want a big house. I want, I want this many children. I would like to get married this time. What happens? You scare the other person away, right? It's too much. This is a gradual process. You don't want to frighten your clients away, your audience away. And so you've got to start giving little nuggets to people. Start drawing them in. You will not get accepted on a marriage proposal, right, if they don't know you, if they don't like you. And the ultimate one, if they don't trust you. It's not going to happen. They'll say no. That person will only commit until they will commit until all those three have actually been ticked off on their list. People don't do business with people they don't trust, period. They just don't. That's right. No, they don't. Right. And the other thing is you need to realize that you're there for your audience. It's not about you. It's got nothing about to do with you is about what you can provide and how you can change your clients' lives. And so again, if you go back to dating and if you go on a date and you go to dinner and all the person does is sits there talking about themselves. Oh my God, 
what happens? You switch off. You can't wait, or you try to you try to plan an exit strategy, right? You're like out of there. So don't start speaking about yourselves and you know you've done this and you can do this and blah 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 all this kind of stuff. It doesn't work. You need to focus your attention on them. And so, how much of this podcast have you spent telling people about yourself? Almost none. <laughs> Which is exactly the point that you're trying to make. Exactly. Right. So here's a fun fact with my company. I mean, we do well. We do well. We have, you know, a hundred clients in, in three countries, right? Four countries. And, you know, we sell things worldwide. We do fine. Right. We don't sell on social media. You can go to all my social media. You can go look at it. Not once do I say this is a service or a product that we have that costs X amount of dollars. Never. Never. You know, like it's in seven years since we merged our previous businesses into our current one. Have we sold something on and said, this is how much this costs. And this is why you need it. All we do is provide value. We build our network. And if people want something, they know they can trust us. People know they can refer us. They know we're going to do a good job. Then they find out how much it costs. And if it's a fit, it's fit. If it's not, it's not. No, and do you know what's really funny about that is that I constantly get Facebook messages, direct messages sent to me saying, hi, my name is so-and-so. This is what I do. This is the name of my agency. I can do this, this, and this, and this is how much it's costing. If you want to join me, let me know. And I'm like, I don't know nothing about you. I don't know. I don't. This is the first time I've met you. First time I've heard of your name. First time I've heard of your business. How do you expect for anyone to, to hand over their card details to you when they don't know you? Every single day I get those on LinkedIn. Right? It's insane. People think that that will work. I don't know how any of them stay in business at all, honestly. I mean, at some point, I don't know if it's just a lot of people are trying it because they see it and they think maybe that works and they don't know any other way to do it. And then they're all failing at it. Or if there's just a large enough pool that you can use to hit everybody and one in a million people will sign up and you go, look, it works. You know, but how long is that person ever going to stay your client? Probably not very long. No. It's just, you know, it'd be different if you're, if you're, you know, selling just a simple product that's cheap or something. But man, these people selling services, I just don't get, especially coaching and stuff. You know, you're like, why would I be here? Why would I want you as my coach when you're spamming people? I'm like, maybe if I wanted to coach on how to spam. <laughs> but I mean, in business, it means building your relationship with people, right? It's building relationships. That's what it means when you go into business. And the same way you build relationship with your clients is that the same way you build relationship with your partner, business partners, your sponsors, right? And again, so it needs to be that likability, that trust that you build with people that want to work with you as a client or, you know, as a partner. And so, it takes time. It takes dedication. You cannot build a business on a click of a finger or overnight because all of that is a gradual process. And I feel that people, there's so many people out there, they've got the misconception that, okay, the minute I, you know, put one post up, the minute I do one Facebook live video, the minute, you know, I'll send them a direct message and tell them who I am, what I do and how much it costs. That's it. I'm going to become a millionaire. It doesn't work that way. Not at all. And in fact, as you're building, there's so many times you're going to fail. There's going to be so many hurdles, right? I mean, look at the recent one people are facing, the pandemic. 
So the pandemic, what I've noticed is those people that have been able to pivot, those people that have been able to shift, have been able to continue with their, their business. Those people that are in the mindset that, no, I'm going to stick to what I'm doing. I'm not going to change or I'm going to wait for the world to go back to normal again. Guess what? The business are no longer in existence. Yeah, it's amazing now that, you know, a year ago we were having this conversation on the podcast, you know, that you better change now because a year from now you won't have a business. Sure enough. That's right. People predicting the future right here. podcast we have proof you could go back and listen to those episodes uh, so you know what talking about the future and pivoting and businesses what do you think now that places are starting and at least in some cases you know vaccinations are getting done i mean the united states just completely opened up mask free recently um you know like what do you think is going to happen post covid i mean Besides the probably fourth wave of COVID that's going to happen, but I don't want to talk about that right now. Let's pretend that's not going to happen. What do you think is going to happen with uh, business? Well, I think it's really going to put people, it's going to test people, right? It's going to test these business owners, these entrepreneurs to really get creative and think outside the box and look at things in a different perspective, okay? It's going to push them to the point to see whether they can continue the way they are doing right now or if they can be creative enough to just like you did a year ago and predict, okay, this is where we're going to be at. This is what's going to possibly happen. Let's change now and move towards doing X, Y, and Z so we're ready for the next year, two, three years down the line. I think there's that that famous quote, and since I'm in Canada now, we'll use the Wayne Gretzky hockey quote. Of uh, they they asked him how is he so good at at scoring in hockey? He says I don't go where the puck is, I go where the puck's gonna be. There you go, right? So I think there's also um, there's a book actually called the Blue Ocean Strategy. I think is the name of the book. I, can't, I might not have the title exactly right, um, but that's the same idea. Is where is there a place with almost no competition? but has people looking for, you know, whatever that product or service that you can offer is, or how can you modify your product or service to become that kind of blue ocean space instead of fighting on the shore in the waves with everybody else, right? Yes. I think that's going to be a huge value coming up. And if you're in a tourism-related business, right, Uh, hospitality, tourism, restaurants, you know, tourist-related retail, like shops, cafes, that kind of stuff, there's going to be a massive amount of business rolling in if you can hang on that long, right? So what you need to do is just hang on, right? Until tourism kind of picks up again. But also, you can't just hang on. You've got to also kind of be building that war chest of money back up or credit or whatever it is that you need in case there's some kind of fourth wave of COVID again. So that you know, like in Nova Scotia right now, they just shut down for four weeks. Oh, my God. Again? Yeah. And what happened is they're they're trying to, like, as quickly as possible, vaccinate the rest of the population. They've got like 47 percent done. So they shut down for four weeks to stop these outbreaks of the new covid variants. Um, and then they're just like super fast trying to vaccinate everyone. So. But in two, three weeks from now. Everybody's going to be vaccinated in Nova Scotia, so it's going to be tourism crazy, right? Right. So 
we just came out of our third lockdown in the UK last month. Um, restaurants and everything just opened up Monday, just gone, right? But now there's been an announcement from the Prime Minister that we may have to go into fourth lockdown because the Indian variant has exploded in the UK, right? And so is that great? We've just come out. Everything was going to go back to normal, right, um, in June. And now we've been told, yeah, that may not happen. And again, they've opened up the vaccines to everyone. I think is everyone from the age of 16 or over or 18 and over can get vaccinated. But then now there's another issue because like no one can get appointments because now everybody wants to get booked in to get the vaccine. <laughs> I know it's it's kind of one of those things, but you know what? The backlog, they'll get through the backlog of people. There's always laggards and that kind of stuff too that kind of helps. And both restaurants and retail are in a tough tough battle because you have to order stuff in advance of service, right? You can't find out on Sunday that your restaurant's open Monday because what are you going to do? You can't prep anything. You can't do like, you're like, okay, well, we're going to be open for salad today, you know, (laughs) but exactly. Yeah. And like retail for like sports and stuff like that. Like you can't be like, well, I'm going to, now that I found out we're going to be open this summer, I'm going to start ordering tennis rackets, you know, and it's, eight weeks to get anything, you know, so it's difficult for that kind of stuff for business. But I think what they really need to do is focus on how they can service people online as best they can. Same with, you know, catering companies and stuff. And I mean, I feel like most of that is happening already. Like I know there's a lot of people in London that probably live off Uber Eats, <laughs> you know, just ordering up and getting it delivered. Um, but then you got to pay 15 to 30% to Uber on top of your, a restaurant bill, well, on the restaurant end, right? But do you know what? On the convenience side of it, I don't see anyone having a problem with that at all, especially in London. Well, the the problem is for the restaurant because they lose their margin. Well, yeah, they do. They definitely do. But then getting some sort of money is better than having to close your business down altogether. That's right. You know what? There's all kinds of stuff. We could go into how restaurants could stay open and have, you know, many, many episodes about it. But I'll give you one quick one that I thought was really clever. Okay. So what restaurants here have done since they already had the stock on hand, but they had to close with no warning, right, is they do. It's called barbecue boxes. So they prepare all the side dishes and everything that goes with it and the meat with instructions on how to cook it. And you just come and pick it up and you take it home and you have a barbecue and you cook you cook the meat yourself, but everything else is cooked. Oh, amazing. And so those that's a really cool idea for restaurants is, you know, it's kind of like a take and bake pizza kind of thing, except it's a take and bake whole dinner. <laughs> right. Oh, that's pretty nifty. I like that. Yeah, I thought that was clever. Yeah. So I want to talk more about Uncensored Society for a minute. Okay. Which I'm sure you're okay with. The Uncensored Society. Why uncensored? Like, uh, you could be like the polite society. Oh, why would you want to be polite? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just asking. I mean, it's kind of a British thing to be polite, right? It is a British thing, but um, I'm not the typical British (laughs) um, (laughs) person, and which is why whilst growing up, people have told me I'm so weird, right? (laughs) Just because I've got a different perspective on a lot of different things. And actually, my strength is, is seeing things that most people don't see. And the reason why I call it Uncensored Society is because exactly the way my coaching is done. 
I'm not going to tap you on the shoulder and tell you everything is going to be great. Like I already said, if your head is stuck up your ass, I'm going to tell you to take it out right now. And just because I believe in being raw, real and relentless, you have to be raw, real and relentless in order to achieve your dreams. If you're not, if you're not determined enough, if you don't have that fire burning up your ass to achieve it, then it's never going to happen. You could be doing, trying, trying for the next 10 years. But when people say to me, oh, I'm going to try and do a Facebook video. Oh, I'm going to try to, you know, put out content. I just turn around and say to them, do you try to have sex or do you just do it? (laughs) Well, some people might try. (laughs) But the point is you just do it, right? You don't say, oh, let me, let me think. And let me, let me, let me try. No, you just do it. Like we're going to plan it out for a few weeks and uh, and get some new makeup first. and Right, right. No, you you just go for it. So why do you have to treat your business like it's a a second-class citizen and it's not your priority? If you can just go ahead and do it in sex, you can do it in business. Exactly the same strategy, the same process. Just get it done. The, um, well... We could talk about the get it done sex attitude another time on another show. But the the funny thing about excuses and, and business that I find really intriguing is there's it's like there's kind of it's almost like there's three classes of excuses. Right. So there's like the people who are just like, well, I don't have time to do that. I can't do that for whatever. Like da, 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 da. they always have like a million reasons not to do anything. Right. And then there's the. I've always done it this way. So why should I do anything new people? Right. Which I honestly think are the most pain in the ass because they're just, they're not forward looking. And so they always get hit like, like a brick wall from something everybody else saw coming. Right. Those are your COVID people who say, I'm not going to switch my business. I'm going to wait for this to blow over in three months because I got three months of operating capital in the bank. And then, then they got a PPP loan or whatever it is, you know, in the UK or Canada. Right. And, you know, and then they got another bridge loan and then they mortgaged their house and now they're $300,000 in debt and they're still going broke. And then you've got the excuse people who are like, they're not making excuses. They just don't know what to do. So they're like, well, I'm going to quote, do my email. And then they answer emails and crap for five hours a day, but they're not selling. Right. They're not creating content. They're not doing the things that are going to push them forward. They're just doing other stuff. Kind of like, uh, you know, you see people complain all the time, like we're going to go on vacation and we got the kids in the car and we're trying to get all packed up. And then the husband decides he's going to go hang that picture that he was going to do six months ago. And you're like, why the fuck are you doing that? And it's actually, a, <laughs> that's, it's a, it's a mental thing, right? It's people, people who are worried about, you know, uh, some existential problem that they don't know what's going to happen, they fall back on doing something they know. Right. So you've got those kind of three different levels of excuse people. Right. Yeah. I totally hear you when you've described every single one of them. And the thing is, when you're first starting out, you're never going to really know what is right, what is wrong for your business. It's all trial and error. It's about tweaking as you go, build the plane while you're flying. Right. I've heard that quote. Build a plane while you fly it. So what I've realized is that you're never going to be prepared enough 
Everyone wants to be like, oh, I need to be an expert in this area before I build my business. Oh, I need to know how to do copywriting. I need to know how to do graphic designing and, you know, create all these pretty pictures for social media. People don't give a toss about any of that. They don't care, right? Just get your stuff out there. Tell people, you know, what you can do. Get your content out there. Now, you don't have to tell them everything that you do. It's about giving little nuggets, and you, that's when your audience will tell you what they want, what they don't want, what's working, what isn't working. That's how you build and scale your business, right? It's not about what's up there in your head, what you think is right and what's wrong. It's about what your audience want. Right. Um, I was uh, on, on just the last episode, um, I was talking to Kevin um, Rutria, I think his last name is. Anyways. Um, we were talking very specifically, he was a computer science major and he built um, software that basically turned into businesses. Right. And he was running an agency at the time when he wrote a piece of software to help people book house cleaners. Right. In New York city, it's called, um, I'd have to look it up anyway. Um, he's like, we didn't worry about branding. We didn't think about colors. We didn't think about copywriting. He's like, I built a way for somebody to book someone to come clean their house that worked well. And the people showed up to clean their house. Right. And then we worried about the other stuff. Like we got it going. We started making money. We worked on things like search optimization and like direct inbound marketing and, you know, ways that you actually generate revenue. Not if the icon is cornflower, blue or orange, right? (laughs) Like, it's just one of those things, right? Where people get hung up on these little things that, that yes, they matter in the long run, but they do not matter at the start. No, they don't. Get the money in, start building, and then you can start worrying about how pretty you want and what shade of blue you want, right? (laughs) But forget about all of that in the beginning. It doesn't matter at all as long as it helps um, your potential clients and achieving, you know, whatever they're struggling in. That's what's important. Get that, that whole mission in place and then start building everything else around it. It's okay. If somebody wants to get a hold of you and join the Uncensored Society, how it's the best way for them to reach out? Oh, I'm so glad you asked this. And in fact, Matt, I hope you don't mind, but I would love to give your audience a free gift. Is that okay? Yep. Awesome, awesome. So what I would like for everyone to do is go onto my website. It's called uncensoredsociety.com. There is a free gift on there that they can download straight away. There's got worksheets. There's also a video of me giving instructions on how to use the worksheet. But this is about going from being busy to being productive, about managing your time, find out, putting pen to paper what your long-term and short-term goals are. For anybody that's starting out, for anyone that's kind of wanting to scale a business or got a business idea or whatever it is, you want to know you know, what you need to be doing, what tasks you need to be doing and where your time is at, this is where they start. So go ahead and get that downloaded um, on my website, like I said, and I'm sure Matt's going to put this in the show notes as well. 
Um, and if you have any questions, then find me on Facebook. I'll be happy to give you any tips and tricks um, along the way as well. Um, and my Facebook, you can actually join the community. It's called um, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Uncensored Society. Again, Matt will have those links in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put them in the show notes. Show notes are available at hookseo.com slash podcast or underneath the little box where the play button is on your favorite podcast player where you listen to Digital Marketing Masters and other fabulous podcasts. Okay, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think uh, this is I think people are going to learn a lot from what we talked about today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It was amazing. All right. Thanks. We'll talk again soon. Definitely. Bye. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.